What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the new style. That's right. This is the show going to be hosted by our boys, Jesse and Chad. The Dynasty Warzone will be here on Thursday. Me and my boy, Jerry, are going to be banging this out late Wednesday evening. I will not have enough time to get it edited and put together for a Wednesday morning release, but never fear. Chad and Jesse are here and tune back in on Thursday for the Dynasty War Zone. This is kind of a thing that may happen throughout the season. Uh, there'll always be a show on Wednesday. And outside of that, I can't promise because I do the show on Wednesday. But because of the late night recording and thanks to the good work of our bros over at the New Style, we'll be back on Thursday in time for Thursday Night Football. Have a rad Wednesday. Talk to you soon. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the NFL. What's up, party people in the house? It's Dynasty War Games. I'm your host, Jesse Schneeman, and I am here, as always, with my main man and co-host, Chad Mendoza. What's up, my man? Nothing much. Football is up, man. Uh, yeah, Giants exactly. won again today, <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, 2-0. I honestly cannot believe I'm saying that out loud <laughs> uh, without it being some kind of like trick where I'm lying to myself about the season. But anyways, um, yeah, no, this is this is awesome. I'm, I'm having a fantastic day. How about you, man? I'm amazing. Sitting around watching football all day. Wife went to the beach, so I've been K-Solo. Nice, K-Solo, nice. Kate Solo's a rapper from the 80s and 90s, by the way. <laughs> so, gotcha. of course, on brand making 80-year-old references. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of that Giants game, real quick, let me ask you what you thought of the strategy of giving Saquon Barkley five carries in the first half. Yeah, it was tough, man, because... Uh... They were, I, I wasn't I mean, they watching were, the game, so I don't really know. I know. Yeah, the the, the you can tell you can tell the Panthers really focused on stopping Saquon. Um, okay, I mean, and, and they do have a good de- defense, especially you know their their linebackers are always solid. They always have a, a a good run defense. Yeah, until the second half, I mean, it looked like we couldn't win any line of scrimmage battle at all. Like it, it was it was pretty bad. Um, if it weren't for the for the turn for the early turnovers, I don't even know that we'd have any points by at, at the half. So, um, yeah, it was it was just a rough first half, and then the second half they came out and, and was able to move the trenches a little bit, and it helped. So, yeah, I think it was just a uh, you know the Panthers imposing their game plan really well, and you know Dayball didn't want to really force it. I think. Gotcha. How do how do you feel about the way uh, Daniel Jones played? Uh, I thought he struggled a little bit, but when the game when it when it you know, when it mattered, uh, he made the big plays. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, the, what more can you ask for in a game like that? You know, they're, everybody's going to have bad games. You just hope he doesn't have games like that the entire season. But, yeah. you know, if your bad games are bad games, but when on the biggest plays you make the play, you know, I think that that counts for something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, huge uh Huge first tight end, or first touchdown for rookie tight end Bellinger. That's one of your one of your big calls of the offseason about Daniel Bellinger. So um good call by you, I guess. Yeah, free guy, right? So yeah, exactly. Uh, 
I mean, he wasn't even drafted in a lot of my four or five round rookie drafts. So he was he was essentially free. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's where I got him. I picked him up almost everywhere off of waivers right after rookie drafts and um him and and you know wherever Rucker was available as well, but you know, yeah, jury's out on him still. He's well, I guess jury's out on everybody, but uh <laughs> but he's he's not gotten off to the best start, so. Yeah. I'll tell you the one thing I can really see after 2 weeks is defenses are way ahead of offenses. You see a lot yeah. of really really good, really skilled offenses just kind of, you know, in the slag in the in the in the sl- in the sludge, you know, y- yeah, kind of yeah, way, way deep in in quicksand. It feels like some of these really good offenses. I think I think it's tough, and maybe I'm maybe I'm off base here, but the way I always think about it is, um, you know, the offenses have to be super in sync with each other, whereas like the defenses, it's more like individual based, where you know they have right. to get their assignments right, but it, as long as they don't bust coverage, you know, yeah, as long or- as they do the the right thing themselves that it should be at least a decent defensive performance yeah more read and react than on offense it's like you said you have to be precise the timing um just you see so many little just crappy mistakes happening you know uh how many i i don't know how many times i saw a quarterback roll out or just start to move today and lift his hand up and the ball gets knocked out of his hand yeah you know it just it's just a lot of little little mistakes that need to be tightened up and it's obvious that lack of you know la- lack of training camp and lack of preseason lack of enough practice you know the practice that matters with these guys i think i think also the quarterbacks are still getting used to their offensive lines where you can really tell sure. they don't have a feel for how good or bad they are yet and so absolutely they're either holding the ball a second too long or maybe getting rid of it a second too quick, you know, where they're, they're just, you know, not really feeling the pressure all too well and just kind of judging it based off of what they had last season. And the offensive lines are, are obviously still getting used to each other as well. You a lot of misassignments on the offensive lines as well. So you see a lot of sacks and like really good offenses like the Bengals just don't look good right now. Yeah. Um, and then, you see teams just sort of kind of find their rhythm in the second half, like the Dolphins. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an understatement. That's an understatement. We're going to talk about that later. Anyway, I don't want this to turn into a recap of, of week two. I just kind of, I just kind of wanted to talk to you about the giants a little. And also the, the jets. I mean, my biggest takeaway from this week is the jets rookies boy. And these guys, yeah, really Garrett showing. Wilson looks pretty good, huh? Yeah, he does. I mean, that, that what was it a up and out or up and in um uh for the for the game winning touchdown man he just looked lightning fast on that he's he's got a lot of moves after the catch like that kid yeah yeah i almost traded him away yesterday in one of my leagues i have him quite a few places so uh yeah. actually surprisingly because i wasn't his biggest fan compared to other people uh in in the off season before uh, rookie drafts Mm-hmm. And yeah, surprisingly, I have a ton of them. So well, uh, I don't falling. know if it's good. Yeah, he just kept falling, I guess, in, in, in drafts. I don't quite remember the exact reason, but I just noticed it today. I went through all my leagues and um, on a dynasty planet, the roster ship and everything. And yeah, I think I have like a 28% share of them, a 20 something high 20s. So I, I, I think there's a case of, of some fatigue with him, maybe some uh, prospect fatigue with him, where. Uh, he was sort of at the top of the class for so long that people may have gotten bored with him because they didn't hadn't seen him play. In the well, NFL I guess yet. in and anybody becoming a jet is 
Yeah, <laughs> that too. Not good for the value as well, <laughs> you know, or the I yeah. guess the per- the per- uh, perception of it. So, I mean, when Joe Flacco is the guy that's that's making your offense move, um, or I mean, shit, it's better than Zach Wilson at this point. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you have to bench your 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 rookie or your your young quarterback and Joe Flacco is the guy pulling you out of the fire, yikes, you know. But to his credit, 300 yards and three touchdowns and a win today. Yeah. Yeah. He still got some of that arm strength thing. He can't move at all. Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco is how he likes to be referred. (laughs) QB4 in week two, also. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Right on. All right. So, let's talk a little bit about quarterbacks and injuries to quarterbacks that have happened. So, um, Dak, obviously, that's the big one. Um, it's been covered ad nauseum, you know, when he's coming back and what happened. So we're not going to go through all that, but uh, I wanted to go through a specific situation that I was in where I'm defending champion and uh, Dak, I have Dak and Stafford as my quarterbacks. And then my backup was Zach Wilson. Right. So (laughs) a little bit screwed. I picked up. So you have great luck. (laughs) Right. So I picked up Cooper rush. Yeah. It's it gets better by the way. Um, and but you know I I didn't want to just all right I'm like I said defending champion I don't want to just say like all right I'm just gonna ride Cooper Rush so I went out and made a deal I traded uh, Zach Wilson aforementioned who I've lost all confidence in not that I really ever had any I was really low on him coming out as a prospect and this is yeah. my one this is my only only like in case I get it wrong. Yeah, sure. yeah, you've been you've been pretty solid on that. Maintained it the whole way through that you just did not think he was a good player, right? And he hasn't shown anything so far to make you know change my mind. He's he so splashed I, a little bit, right? I mean, they also had some drastically poor moments as well. But you know, just you know, both sides of the extreme. I think with him, yeah, yeah, okay. But I, I just, I'd. I think there's a long way to go for him to be an elite prospect or an elite quarterback. And I think there's a long I, way to go for him to be an okay prospect. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I traded him and Jamison Williams for Trey Lance, Gainwell, and Brevin Jordan. And the, the, the Gainwell and Brevin Jordan only came about because um, he was offering, actually, he offered me two other players as depth pieces that I didn't really like mm-hmm. Russell Gage and somebody else. So I just flipped them out, I changed them out. And set the the counter, and he accepted. But but essentially, it's uh, you know Jameson Williams and Zach Wilson for Troy, Trey Lance, and then obviously Trey Lance, um, his ankle ended up the wrong way at the end of a play today. Yeah, um, facing the wrong way, so he's out for the year. Has yes. is having ankle surgery out for the year. So yeah, my lucky gets even better. So I've been through three quarterbacks. Now what do I do? So th- this is this is what I want to talk about. Like, what's the strategy here? Do I trade Dak? Am I going to be able to find a team that's maybe um, not com- not contending this year, but um, still wants to add a quarterback? You know, well, as a foundational piece. Yeah. So let's let's um. I guess let's dive into a little bit of the the context of your roster a little bit. So without getting too sure. too specific, but how how would you think you rank amongst the league as far as the rest of your roster goes? Do you would you say? I mean, you don't have to name players or anything, but just would you say your top two, top three, well, the like best I said, roster the, other than that quarterback position? 
obviously. Like I said, I'm defending champion, and I made some upgrades in the offseason, and I, I feel like I'm, yeah, top three or four. Okay. You know, it could be, could be, could be the top team, could be the fourth team. Um, without quarterbacks, I could be the eighth team. Who knows? You know yeah, I mean? yeah, of course, of course. But yeah, yeah, I think I have a, I think I have a very strong roster: Dalvin Cup, um, Mixon, Debo, um, Saquon, just and and a lot of other pieces. I like, I don't like you said, we don't want to go through the specifics of my roster, but I yeah, just filled elite, with elite pieces. So a lot of elite pieces. Yeah. Do you um do you what are your other quarterbacking options other than well, those guys Stafford. that have been? I have okay. Stafford and I have Cooper Rush. Okay. Yeah, so I get I guess in your position right now, your I mean your options are to go ahead and sell out for another quarterback, right? And just, you know, doubling down and saying, Okay, I have an elite roster. I'm gonna go ahead and get an, uh, another, you know, option, another strong option, add it to the roster, and then just hope it works out the rest of the season. Or, you know, you can roll with Cooper Rush until people start figuring out like, Hey, I'm have no shot at this season and I need to sell some vets. <laughs> um, and then you can go ahead and get guys like, you know, Kirk cousins, Wentz, even guys like Garoppolo um, right. for super cheap, you know? So uh, Tannehill is another one. So I think, I don't think that I would personally go out and spend on another elite quarterback just because you do have Trey Lance and, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a good piece to have, but I also don't think it's necessarily a good time to sell them. So um, I'd probably hold on to him and roll with Cooper Rush for now. I mean, I think he played he's he's played OK in this game, right? Yeah, yeah I, I saw I saw part of it and he looked OK. Yeah, he looked um, fine today. He looked like a, a pretty good backup, actually. Yeah. And if the rest of your roster is is, you know, really good, then. He they he may be able to you know just get you through these weeks, make the playoffs, and you know I mean even before you make the playoffs, go and try to get that you know mediocre quarterback upgrade, that QB twelve, QB thirteen kind of range guy that you can get for pennies at that point in the season, and I think that's kind of the better outlook for you where you're not having to reinvest and spend more draft capital and at a time where draft capital is not at its its premium value right now. Um, yeah, I just I think that's probably the smart move in in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I I, I mean I just made a deal for yeah. for a quarterback, so I don't really want to go out and make another one, and I don't think I'm going to get enough for for Dak. You know, I I would love to trade Dak at what his value was before he went down, but you know, coupled with the fact that he didn't look good in that game before he went down. You know, and the offense looked like crap. It's one game. That wouldn't worry me personally. Mm-hmm. But there are enough people out there that are gonna just nah, you know, just sort of just sort of pass on a deal with him, you know, if I if I asked for what he was actually worth. So and, and I'm not the type of player to or I'm not the type of dynasty player to uh overreact to an injury and trade that player. I yeah. My reaction my reaction is always something different. You know, my reaction is always to um, either trade the player that trade his backup and try and get something for him, or just try to add a different piece um, somewhere else. But now I'm you not know, trace chase it. One uh, idea I don't that feel I did like have chasing it is a good idea right now. One idea that I did have, right, 
where I don't think this would be necessarily chasing it. I think it would kind of be cutting your losses a little bit on Trey Lance, um, which I don't think is the worst move in the world. I, th- I think if you're saying, okay, I want to sell Trey Lance by himself, I'm going to go out there and get the highest draft pick I can get. I don't think you're going to get much. I think people are going to be reluctant to give you even a late 2023 third at this point. Um, at third least that's pick. where... Uh, I mean, sorry, a late 2023 first. Sorry. About that. <laughs> uh, a late 2023 first at this point. Um, I think probably people are going to start pedaling off 24 first for you. And at that point, I don't really see, uh, you know, the value in that. Like, you might as well just hold Lance and, and see what happens. But, but I mean, he's if you are. Start- he's, he's going to be their starter again next year. So. Yeah, but we just don't know if he's good or not, which is another risk. You know, he has this injury history. Sure, the, he hasn't looked good. and Sure, there's some risk, but, um, you know, at this point, my, my only option is to hold him until he actually – Well, so listen, so this was the idea – Actually that I'm, I'm get at. some hype or put some points up. So so this is the idea that I have, though. This is uh, – I was trying to get to is – if you if you're thinking about trading Dak, like if that's even a thought in your mind, why not package both quarterbacks uh-huh. and say go to every team that has an elite quarterback that's not competing or that doesn't look like they have a competing roster and say, hey, I'll throw you both of these quarterbacks, right? Dak's an elite quarterback. Lance looks like a good prospect, even though he's hurt. You don't need him right now. He's going to come back eventually. You know, throw that whole argument out there and try to get the next step up from Dak. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, but it would have to be somebody really good. And I mean, it would have to be the Lamar Jacksons of the world, the Joe Burrows of the world, which I'm, I'm just saying it's, it's not likely that people are going to accept that at this point, but it's worth a shot. And I think, I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibility that somebody looks at that trade. They're not competing right now. They're looking to hurt their, 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 uh, uh, their win column and improve their draft stock. If I was not competing and I had Burrow, I would trade it. I would trade him for those two quarterbacks in a, in yeah. a heart. Yeah. Yeah. And so I that's think that's why I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to trade uh, those two quarterbacks okay. for one. Okay. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Try to consolidate. But I guess I just don't believe in Burrow from a fantasy standpoint. Well, and I'm not saying much. Burrow specifically. I'm just saying that category of, of yeah. player, that tier. So yeah. I think well, I think Dak see, at this that, point has kind of dropped out of that tier a little bit for to, in most people's eyes. Yeah, just because yeah. the injury history is so substantial at this point. The problem um, is I don't like that tier that much. Like Kyler scares the shit out of me. He's played like crap the first two weeks. Uh, Lamar, <laughs> obviously Lamar was elite today and played well week one, but I the Lamar scares me because of the injury factor. Like it, it's so likely that he's gonna have a catastrophic injury as much as he runs. I mean, but they've been saying that for how many years now? I mean, I, I'm a Philly fan, so you can't you can't erase Randall Cunningham. But, I mean, they've been saying mind. that. I I get that, but I'm just saying like everybody's been saying that since his rookie season. Like literally, everybody's been saying that since 2018. That's one, two, three, four, five years ago now. Yeah, you know. So, right. so it's more, and the Dak, more time and how many, goes on, the more likely it is. Well, I, I mean, in your mind it is, right? But in how, mind, yeah, but in, but, in, in all likelihood. And, in, but how many times has Dak Prescott been injured in between that, that point and now is what I'm saying. So why is his chance of re-injury any less than Lamar Jackson's? Well, let's just, first of all, the thumb injury is a freak thing. It happened to two quarterbacks last year and it can happen to any quarterback. He hit it on a helmet, right? 
Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that's not his first injury. It's not like he's had one freak injury. No, he had a freak injury and a real injury. You know, what was the other one? ACL or broken leg? So, I mean, that was a real injury. Absolutely. But the 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 thumb is fluky to me. It's like getting stepped on. Yeah, um, I mean... I just uh I just think if you're if you're serious about winning this year, then that's a move that I personally would would consider. Um, yeah, well, but, I mean, uh, well, because well, I mean, let's be, it's let's just be as likely you think about it then. So, like, all right, would you do, you would do it for Burrow? Yeah, I mean, I personally probably wouldn't do it for Burrow, but I know you know there are a lot of people that really, really, really think Burrow is in that, you know, are going to be in that Herbert tier. Of quarterback that Herbert I think Allen. I think he's good. Mahomes. I think he's very good. I think he's near elite, you know, but I just don't think he's a Herbert is amazing. Did you see that touchdown he threw with broken rib cartilage? Yeah, he's he's really good. A laser beam when he couldn't even run for a first down, the next play he throws a laser beam for a touchdown. <clears throat> um all right. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I think we we ran through what the strategies could be. And that's yeah, kind of all I for really, sure. really wanted to do. So I, I, I don't want to belabor it too much. Um, I let's, let's look. So let's see who has Lamar and let's see if they're competing. So I think the, the whole idea behind that strategy, right, is it is cutting your losses a little bit because you are giving away a, a, a little bit of value above what that quarterback that you'd be receiving is, but you're also losing a ton of risk because Dak carries a ton of risk because if he comes back and he doesn't come back strong, then his value is just going to drop. Even if, even just perspective from a perspective standpoint, right? Like the dynasty community is going to like obliterate his value if he doesn't come back strong next season. And then uh, uh, Trey Lance, if he doesn't come back strong, he's done, right? Like, yeah. This this is going to be his last shot because, you know, you're getting closer to that to that uh that option. So, you know that the, that's the thing with with them is just they're they're carrying a substantial amount of risk compared to the guys the guy that you would be bringing on. So the team that has Lamar is not contending. It would probably make sense for him. Do you think? Oh. All right. So and maybe try to get something back. Maybe. Well, maybe that's, try what to... I'm, that's what I was about to ask. So if I were to give Lance, Rush, and Dak for Lamar and. Lance, Lance who? Trey Lance. And I thought you said a third person. In oh, Lance, Lance, Cooper Rush. Cooper and Rush. Pre- okay. And, and Dak. Okay. So gotcha. like I'm, yeah. That. That's only fair, right? That I trade them both those guys. No, I would I would hold Cooper Rush if you can. You're competing and he's not. So what's the Well, if I'm giving him Dak, I'm gonna give him somebody to start. And well, because I'm also gonna ask for Daniel Jones back. Oh, okay. Gotcha. What gotcha. do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, um I, I would think be that's really smart happy. because I think if you ask for a draft pick, he's gonna say no because He's right. obviously not competing. He thinks he's probably high on his draft picks. Probably. And yeah. he thinks they're going to be, you know, everybody at this point that's not competing thinks it's going to be 101 and 201, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's smart because Daniel Jones has not been 
amazing coming out of the gate and there is some worry about his job as well yeah um but he's so, got yeah. enough and talented enough that even if he's not the giants quarterback next year he's got a chance to be someone else's quarterback yeah yeah i think the talent is definitely there at at worst to be a journeyman quarterback yeah he's better than darnold by a lot yeah I and darnold true. got another shot you know what i mean yeah all right i'm gonna send that Lance Rush and Dak for Lamar and Daniel Jones. Let's plug that into um, uh, DTC and see what they say. DTC first, okay. Let's do that. I mean, I would go ahead and do it anyways. If I, I mean, if I were you, but I just am curious what they what they would say about that trade. I don't know if they've updated Dak's value yet because I think it updates the next day. If I'm not mistaken, maybe it is automatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably going to be. Quite a bit over. Dax at 38. 38, okay. Probably something. Like 20 something. Well. Lance is 35.5. That is astronomically high. uh, They they haven't updated it. I mean, it just happened today. Yeah. But even even so, like, that's just incredibly high to me. 35.5, that's. I mean, are you trade? They're basically saying Dak and a Dak for uh, for Lance and a third, because Dak is a thirty eight point six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, I, mean, I don't agree with that at all. But, uh, but I mean, yeah, maybe I'm lower than just... the community on 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 Lance. And then, yeah, the, well, people are way really high on Lance. You know, I I think I traded him for Brees Hall in the first. I thought that was really a lot. Personally, yeah, yeah, that's um, that's quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, basically uh, the one hundred and one and and a what a twenty three first or uh, no, it was, a, it was I think it was twenty four first. Okay. So DTC has you know, the side that I'm giving up at seventy four point two, and the other side at sixty six point three. Yeah, so it's I not mean, that far off still. Yeah, um, and and my side they have inflated. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and send this and see what the guy says. The hell? Yeah. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah, and I, I expect Lance to drop probably to like around a 25, 26, if I were to guess on, on where to go after this injury. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, cool. So we worked through that strategy. That's what I wanted to do. All right, so next... We're going to move on to some uh, some player values, right? We're just going to figure out, um, you know, what they're worth and what they're going to be worth and, you know, whether we should keep them or trade them and what we got for them. Mm-hmm. So do you want to start with your favorite player in the world, the Tin Man, the Gutless Wonder? My favorite player in the world. I don't even <laughs> like I don't even like him as a player, and I don't and I hate the team that he's on. So uh, you know there's absolutely no bias when I say that Carson Wentz is probably my favorite buy of the offseason or was my favorite buy of the offseason. Yeah. I mean, where he was going is absolutely criminal. What what was it? I, I think I posted in the Patreon chat in the DWZ Patreon chat earlier today. I think uh, it was I like uh man, I think it was a uh, QB think 28 or something i think it was 28 he was going he was going adp wise qb 28 oh that's um, right it's your yeah that's insane it's nuts it's absolutely nuts it makes no obvi- sense he obviously was worth more than that before the before the season even started 
But I, mean, I, I mean, I was getting him for mid seconds in this offseason, <laughs> you know, like mid 23 seconds. I got him in one in one league for a 24, a 24 second. And I think it was like a 23 third, I think mm. 23 third and 24 second. If I don't maybe they were flipped. I don't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, I, I got him super cheap a lot of places. And yeah, he's just come out the gate. And granted, we don't expect this to continue the whole season, right? Like, we'll we'll just come out the gate with that and say he's not going to have these 30-point weeks every week. But he can have, you know, 20-point weeks, 18, 19-point weeks, and still out way outdo his, his ADP or where he was going this offseason. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, real quick, I just – or one person in chat, David Donaldson. Uh, former guest on the sh- on the show and Patreon member for Di- Dynasty Warzone. Mm-hmm. So he got an offer of um, his. He's got Dak, and he got a, an offer of Derek Carr and Gibson. He said, "No way." What do you say, Chad? I say I'm with him. No way. Yeah. I'm holding on to Dak. Gibson is garbage. I don't care if he scored a touchdown <laughs> or not today. Yeah. Um. I think when <laughs> at every turn. The team is doing everything they can possibly do, like legitimately everything they could possibly do to replace you. Then it doesn't really matter if you're, you know, okay when they bring in, in a, season. When, when they bring in a faith healer to lay hands on Brian Robinson, <laughs> your job is in jeopardy. Yeah. I mean, gosh, they like they, you know, JD McKissick was all but signed to the Bills, right? Like he was, he was at the facility, he was, he was about to fly out, and they like, you know, movie style ran to the airport and <laughs> professed their love to keep him in a uh, in Washington D.C. So TSA was TSA was like, "Where's your ticket?" Oh, but I'm in love with JD McKissick. <laughs> oh. Let's get let's get let's get you an escort to the gate. <laughs> You're in love. Oh, that's the one thing that gets you through TSA. Yeah, screw post nine eleven TSA uh, uh, security measures. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they did they did everything possible to to you know get him back, and yeah, yeah. then they drafted a, a guy in what the third round. So. That doesn't quite tell me that they're like, you know, yeah, we're we're rocking him. with Gibson. Yeah. Like, he's Brian Brian Robinson is a good football player. He's probably going to be a good football player in the NFL, but I don't think he's going to be some star, but they love him so much just because he's not Antonio Gibson. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. All right. So, um back to the tin man. So, once can I just point out, I mean, he 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 did have a ridiculous play today. He just every day, every every day he plays. He is. Did you see it? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, in the end zone, which I don't think was. I don't think. I mean, to be fair, right? Like, it wasn't a hundred percent his fault. He like was the, just clueless, as if he was standing on the moon by himself. Yes, yes. But the play call was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, like the, the play the drop call back, was really bad too. The drop back in that play was so long, right? Yeah. Like he pretty much got to the the back of his drop and started throwing yeah. the ball. It was just such a long drop back. That play call was stupid. Yeah, really. Um, so I mean, it's not like they just gave him like a two step drop and you know it was like get rid of it. They they had him backing up like 
30 step it was a 30 step drop he almost <laughs> went out the back of the end zone uh yeah i mean gosh that yeah it was nuts it was nuts yeah. i mean despite that he did put up good fantasy numbers they lost i mean great fantasy numbers yeah great, fantasy, great numbers. fantasy numbers yes i mean he's turning Jahan dotson into a man yeah i mean Jahan dotson is a man but i mean he put up 34 points this week and 38 points last week. Once, yeah. 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 I, I, <laughs> despite and, and, having really good defensive players, their defense is a freaking mess. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it, they, their defensive line can never stay healthy and just constant injuries, and their scheme is bad. You know, I, Ron Rivera, I love him. He beat cancer. Seems like a really good guy, but he's not an NFL coach anymore. I I love this game. As long as Wentz keeps putting up 33, 38 points a week, then, um, yeah, I'm a Ron Rivera fan. I'm a fan of everybody in that organization because I have so many shares of Wentz right now. I hear you. Uh, Outside of Daniel Snyder and his executives. Oh, yeah, no, I can't. can't. I wasn't even going to mention them, but – yeah, I probably shouldn't have said everybody in the organization because yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the organization at every turn is giving you every reason to dislike them. So yes, <laughs> yeah, good catch, Jesse. I do not like every person in their organization. I I do like the fantasy production that Carson Wentz is having uh, thus far Perfect. in the season. Perfect, and and it's it's well known that uh, he's going to use his tight ends, and Logan Tom, Logan Thomas is looking good. Yes, Got that guy everywhere too, man. I actually picked him off off of waivers twice last week. I couldn't believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was my I, guy last year. I don't yeah, know if you remember too. that. Yeah. yeah, I do. Well, you kind of you kind of opened my eyes to him, and then I got him in every startup I did last year. So I like late, you know. Yeah, and in tight end premium leagues, he's valuable. I, you know, he's going to put up. 10 to 20 points every week. He's he's one of those guys that's just value valuable for production, but just free. You know, like he's just constantly free. So they don't really uh, tr- don't try to get anything for him, but hoard him. Yeah. I mean, if you're competing, if he if you're competing, he's the kind of guy you want, right? Like just exactly. those free who guys cares? that you yeah, can plug in when you he, need them. If, if who cares if he dies on your roster? You know, who cares if he ages out or if he injuries out or if he just Falls off. Who cares? You didn't give up yeah. anything for him. In just meantime, love him and hold his hand on his deathbed. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in the meantime, he's a startable flex and backup tight end. You know, and a good one. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm trying really hard. We're recording during the Packers-Bears game, and I know this is coming out on a podcast. I'm trying really hard uh, not to talk about it, but David Montgomery is running with purpose this evening. Yeah, I know I turned it off because I knew I'd be like extremely distracted because I have a uh, Montgomery in my uh, you know, really high buy-in league and the game is really close. So, yeah. I'm, well, I'm very nervous. I am in the uh, same so situation. I'm in the same situation, but I have Khalil Herbert. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I didn't turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I just I had my choice was um my choices were like Khalil Herbert, ooh, who just got the ball. Sorry. Oh my god. Khalil Herbert, I'm sorry, is an excellent running guy. I don't want to say he's better than David Montgomery because they're different players. And Montgomery has that elite violence, you know, that uh that that Carson 
or uh, Chris Carson had. Uh, or why is it why why is it so popular to shit on David Montgomery? I still don't understand. <sighs> because he, I don't know. Well, number one, he plays for the Bears, right? And who nobody ever wants the running back, or you know, the the non dynamic, you know, power back. Yeah, he's not on sexy. a bad team, right? He's categorized as slow and the guy will wreck you, you know, don't meet up with David, David Montgomery head on. Don't meet up. Don't meet up with him in a dark alley and say something bad about his mom. You know what I mean? Just be nice to David Montgomery and try to tackle him low. That's all I can tell you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Uh, even, even last season, like he put up 850 rushing yards and like, what was it like? Twelve games? Yeah, he was excellent last <laughs> like... year. Well, I I thought he really found himself last year too. Like yeah. he really found that like I refuse to go down thing that power backs need to have. Um, he, he and maybe it's because he, it, his first couple of years he didn't look great. Um, looks a lot better now, I would say. But yeah, Khalil Herbert just put up some points. Nice. Um. So who's our who's our next uh who's our next player? Okay, next player is. Oh no, I'm sorry, we're not oh, done with Gutless. We didn't work. even talk about Wentz's trade value at yeah, all. Like what? <laughs> I mean, obviously you're not getting him for what you got got him for in the off season, but what are you getting him for? I'm not giving a first for him. Nobody. Else. No, no, I don't think anybody at this no, point. I think I think it's going to get there though. I mean, if he keeps playing like this, it's going really? to get there. Oh, for sure. Okay. I mean, maybe not a 23 first because, you yeah. know, the, the buy-in yeah, on those okay. is so astronomically high right now. But okay, I, I – 25 if, first? If this goes for two more weeks, like if he's still QB6, QB5 – or what is he, QB4 right now? If he's like uh, – no, I think he's higher than that. I think he's like QB2 or something stupid. Um, I think he's QB2 like after Lamar or somebody. Anyways, I, I don't I don't know. Um, it doesn't really matter to me after two weeks. But, I mean, I'm just saying like if he – putting up numbers yeah if he stays in this bracket for you know three or four more weeks right like can you can you i mean can you realistically give him up for anything less than a first like you can't a a 25 first sounds fair to me i think even a 24 first at that point like if he's if we're approaching mid-season and he's still in form in a qb1 like yeah. you can't. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. not that old. That's a you big know? if, though, because I mean, let's not forget that Tyler Heineken looked really good at this point last year too, and was putting up numbers. At this I point mean, not this year. good, not this good. I mean, once no, not this good. You're right. Once looks have, really good, and if he weapons, but well, yeah. I mean, obviously that that helps, but I mean, I think there's a quite a quite a number of players that have better weapons than he does. Um, sure. Sure, but he's got better weapons. I mean, they're, the weapons are upgraded this year. So, I mean, I guess that speaks to his ability to, to maintain a little bit. Yeah, I'm just saying first two games in an offense and you're throwing your first two games, you're, you've are you thrown seven touchdowns. Like, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think obviously I don't think he's going to keep this up. I've said that a number of times now, but I, I think he's going to have a really good season. I think he's going to finish somewhere. If I had to project – if I had to put money on it, I would say somewhere around like QB 12, 13 for me, which I think I'm not giving that up for anything less than a first. 
And the crazy thing is he still might do enough stupid things to not be their quarterback next year. I guess it depends. It depends on how he's playing. I think yeah. if he if he's throwing three touchdowns every game, he can he can have the stupid plays. Especially because that I don't think that roster fumble, You know. If he I turns mean, the ball over three times while he's throwing those three touchdowns, which is very possible for him. Yeah, but I mean he he's he's had some turnovers so far in the season, but they haven't been crazy. They haven't been any crazier than you know, Joe Burrow is throwing a lot more <laughs> interceptions. Joe than Burrow looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I'm just saying, you know, there's a difference between that Washington team and that indie team he was in last year, right? Like that indie team, they expected to go deep into the playoffs. Um, so they had that expectation that, hey, when we get here, we brought you in to do the job to bring us there. I don't think that Washington has any aspirations of a deep playoff run. I think that if you get good quarterback play um, from a statistical standpoint and he, you know, maybe is a little bit turnover, I mean, turnover heavy, but still not in the top of the league bracket, that's better quarterback play than they've had forever. Like, I mean, they haven't had that kind of quarterback in a long, 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 long time. So they're they're going to hold on to him I think in my opinion and that's just from me watching the NFC East for so long. I mean, I mean you you watch the NFC East a lot too. When's the last time Washington had a good quarterback? I can't think of one. You know, that's what I'm saying. So why Eisman? why Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say was Dyson. I mean, why why would they why would they get rid of him, you know? Yeah. RG3 was good for a season. For a season, yeah. <laughs> for one season, you're right. Oh, Kirk Cousins was really good for them. Kirk Cousins, that's who it is. Yeah. Gosh, I forget. That feels like a lifetime ago. It does. They were idiots the way they handled that. Yeah, well, that was well he I mean the way they handle everything. That's yeah. why they're the commanders. <laughs> they're the idiots for the way they handled renaming their team. That's why I think that commanders. was the perfect storm though, because he obviously wanted the the record breaking contract at the time. And he was perfectly happy to to take the franchise tags. I, I don't know if you remember, but it was like something stupid, like three franchise tags in a row. Yeah. Or was it? I know it was at least two. I don't know if they got to the third one or not. I, I think um, it was two. Right, it was two. And they were going like everyone. There was the speculation and then they traded him to Minnesota. That's right. That's right. So they've I think given him, they've given him insane contracts. Yes. I think they that were scared. Amazing. I think they were scared to re-sign him on that big of a contract because I mean, he was a nobody coming into the NFL, and he wasn't playing to that super elite level to where he could, you know, you could say, okay, he's a, you know, Tom Brady out of the seventh round. Um, but no, he, he just, also was, you know, the best quarterback they've had in a long time. So, yeah, they should have locked yeah, him up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, speaking of Kirk Cousins, and all of the money, crazy money he's made. Here's another crazy one. Chase Daniels has made $41.8 million in his 13-year NFL career. Right? Yeah. That is five starts, $8.3 million per start. Eight touchdowns, $5.2 million per touchdown. 71 games, 589000 per game. 261 passes, $160,000 per pass. Chase Congratulations to that man. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's the man with the golden arm. Yeah. Great. <laughs> you know? Greatest job in the world. You know, I mean, I guess there's something to be said for somebody that goes in and puts their, their you know, nose to the grindstone and, and 
does their job well and helps out and is a good person, I guess. I guess. He, people just I want guess. him around, and that's the going rate for a backup quarterback, you know? When he was the backup for the Eagles for a year, and uh, when Vic left, he thought he should be given an opportunity to start and got all mad and demanded a, straight, a trade. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, next player. Yeah, when we drafted Wentz. So anyway, next player is um well why don't you throw out a player? Um okay. How about I'm trying to get to my list that I sent you? Oh, okay. Um well, you throw I, one out. You throw one all out. All right, fine. We'll go Saquon. So my boy, my favorite, my favorite running back in the NFL. What what is with this? You're an Eagles fan and you're picking a giant. And I'm a Giants fan, and I'm picking up. I keep wanting to a say the R kid. word, but a commander. Yeah, I just said it. Good, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, just flew out. I, he's Penn State, man. Yeah, we are. Yeah. You know, that's my entire family. What can I do? Penn State, the gold standard. Him and Miles Sanders. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Nicholas Singleton. Mm. Yeah, mm. Mm. he looks good. Yeah, he does. So anyway. Um, Saquon Barkley. So in the offseason, he wasn't worth shit. You couldn't, I mean, you probably could have gotten like a, a contender's 24 first for him. Right? Really? Was Which it that low? It really was. I, I, I tried and I was getting really crap offers. Right. So at this point, obviously, uh, Saquon didn't have like an elite week. Week two, but he did week one. But what he showed in both weeks is he's the guy, right? He's the three down back. There's nobody else getting touches, and it's really hard to find these guys in the NFL. Yeah. And if you wait two or three more weeks, everybody's going to realize that, right? So what's he worth? What's he really worth? What's he worth to you, right? You're uh, you're a rebuilding team, and you need to sell your your running back at his peak value. What? Is this his peak value? You're training him now. You're training him in midseason, and what do you expect to get? Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Um, I'm waiting till midseason because I do believe that he's gonna he's gonna be pretty productive. Yeah. Um, and he's flashy, right? And flashy players sell. People see, you know, players that two players that have the same production, but one of them, you know looks super flashy on the field is doing all kinds of juke moves and stuff. And people are like, Oh, that player is, you know, they, they start making even further projections for that player. So big splash plays. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to go mid season because people, yeah, if he, if he continues the season this way and he can get a a couple, you know, two or three more games of a hundred plus, you know, total yards and, and and a few touchdowns, I think people are going to start remembering that rookie season, and yeah, I think you're, you'll start approaching the territory of, you know, two firsts. What I what I want people to realize is, you know, is is the role. I mean, name another player that really has the role locked down as much as him. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's not. It's not even Jonathan Taylor. You know, he Saquon doesn't have a Naeem Hines to to contend with not not that he's some elite back but he steals some catches and saquon like is the receiving back as well yeah 
No, you I know, mean like, he's he is the he is the three down back in the traditional sense, and not saying like I mean obviously there's more than one three down back in the NFL, as far as like prototypes go. I'm saying he's a three down back like that is the role he actually has. You right. know he's he's there every single play unless he takes himself out. Donaldson in chat says King Henry, but I disagree. Uh, you know. Uh, Hill, Deontay Hilliard, Dante. What? Well, it's just the passing downs, right? Like, right, exactly. So, like, his his receiving back had two receiving touchdowns last last week. Yeah, I'm not, so and I'm Henry not saying not a three down back. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that King Henry's snap percentage is not going to be extremely high. I'm saying that, you know, as far as targets go, right? Um, you know, Saquon is going to see those targets. So, really, right. at, at that point, with with Derrick Henry, like the snap percentage is a little misleading because yeah, he might have a ton, a ton of snaps um, compared to a lot of other running backs, but he's still just not going to get the targets that a lot of the running backs are going to have. They're going to go for, they're going to game plan in other ways. Whereas with the giants, he's a three down back and they're using him as a receiving option in right. that three down back structure. Right. Yeah. That's my, that, that's my whole point. Uh, it's CMC. Um, and Dalvin, I guess, are the others. Yeah. So, yeah. C- CMC for sure. 100%. Um, and uh, yeah, Dalvin too. Yep. Uh, so, I don't think of any other Donald ones. I think that's it. Right? Hilliard's on IR. I forgot about that. But I mean, it's obvious that they don't like him for the receiving role if they're going to. You know, it's, it's it's just if they have a better option, they're going to they're going to explore right. that option. Like they exactly. the Giants don't think that there is anybody they can bring in to take that role. I mean, Matt Breida is a receiving running back, you know, but he's only um, in there when 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 Saquon needs a playoff. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like he is a receiving option. Like he could be used in that role, but the Giants sure. are saying no. Yeah, Saquon is go. that's his role. Right. He doesn't get his own series. He doesn't come in on third downs. It's Saquon. Right. So anyway, now that we've made that we've 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 hammered that point home, what what's he worth? Right? So what's he worth to you? What would I have to give you uh, on you know, you're a rebuilding team, I'm a contender, I need a running back. What what would I have to give you? I think the tough thing now is that really for what I think is realistic to trade him for at the moment, I'm not trading him for that. Which I think that's probably a first and a second. Right, like I think, I think, I think that's it right now. I don't think, I don't think you're gonna get. That's what you. You think that's what you can get for him right now? Yes, I think that right now that's all you're gonna get for him. I don't think that you can get anything more, and I wouldn't throw out options for two firsts at this point. Like I don't, I don't think anybody's gonna give that to you. I think it's a waste of time. And if I'm trading Saquon Barkley, I'm not gonna go. You know, give me two twenty five firsts. You know, like that's just not. I want something pretty immediate. I want at least at least a twenty three first and a twenty four first at the very least. And I want two um, seconds. Oh really? Wow, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I, okay. That's a lot. We just went through why this man is elite. <laughs> yeah, so, but I, there's and you, he's twenty five. Yeah, I just there's the injury history. I think you have to take sure. in, into account as well. Um, okay. All right. So I guess we need a couple more weeks to convince you. <laughs> So, all right, I want I want two firsts and two seconds for Saquon, and I'll probably throw in like a an expiring veteran, like a Landry type. I don't think there's any running back. I don't Just think there's any depth. any running back of Saquon's age that I'm giving 
two first and two seconds uh, mm. to get. I mean, that's I just it. me personally, but you know, I'm, I'm very like sell running back heavy. Like I sold yeah. Jonathan Taylor as soon as I could. I mean, I got um, it for, I got it for Dalvin and Chubb last year. I got for Zeke who has, you know, everybody thinks he's on the, you decline. traded doubt. Dal- you said you traded Dalvin and Chubb for Saquon. No, no, no. I got two first and two seconds for both of those players last year. Two, but uh, okay. So these first you're talking about, like I'm talking about 23, 20, like I'm talking yeah, about either the 24. year of the draft you're in or the next year. Uh, yeah. There were 22 and 23 firsts. Really? Yeah. Mostly 22 firsts because people even then were like valuing their 23 firsts more. So I was like, fine. Yeah. You're 22 first. So, so, so somebody gave you two first and two seconds for Chubb and Ernest Johnson. Wow. Yeah, that's it. that just seems like a lot to me. I I wouldn't do it. I, I, got I mean, it. I would take that. I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. So, and I got the same thing for Dalvin and Alexander Madison. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. that's uh that's nuts. That's nuts. I'm, I'm, I'm I guess saying. I'm just lower I guess I'm just lower on running backs because I I Well, I'm, when you get I into just, the middle of the season, people start realizing that they need running backs. Like they have to fill these spots and they're losing games and you know, they want to score points and I'm telling you people get desperate. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, I'm going to get two first for Derrick Henry too. I guess I've just bought low on so many running backs like uh, this uh, actually in one of the Patreon leagues, it was P six. I traded um, Chubb and um, I traded Chubb for uh, Christian McCaffrey and uh Sutton when CMC was hurt. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. Last year I traded uh before last offseason I traded um Chubb for CMC and um and, and Sutton. Cortland Sutton when uh, Sutton's yeah, value was low. Well, Sutton's value was really low and CMC was hurt. So that's just the way I approach running backs. I'm never going to yeah, buy true. high on a running back. I'm always going to buy low if I can on a running back. I get and, you. I'm with you. I don't do it anymore either. I did it early in my in my you know a couple years ago. Talk to me. I would have done it, and I did do it. Um, but I don't do it anymore. But trust me, there are a lot of people out there that do. Yeah, you know, and there yeah. are people out there that that just want to build around running backs. Yeah, may, I mean, maybe that's my mistake, right? Maybe part of maybe part of my flaw of playing dynasty is that I approach uh trading from you know sometimes from my the way i approach the game like the logic that i have in approaching fantasy and you know maybe sometimes it's wrong maybe sometimes you know you have to approach it look more from a or get more in touch with a consensus which i try to do but i just didn't i didn't think that people were giving up uh two first and two seconds in the immediate future for chubb like that that just seems a lot things pass us by chubb you know, when, when Kareem Hunt went down, Chubb got a really big boost in value. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and and things pass us by. Like, uh, you know, you were all over selling Michael Carter for a first last year in season. I missed the boat on that because I I didn't realize consensus was that high on him. Yeah. I, I thought everybody was like, oh, he's worth a second, maybe two seconds. You know, like I thought. Um, but apparently you were telling him for selling him for first. So, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just miss that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at my Excel doc right now. Four Michael Carter shares I sold for four firsts. <laughs> wow. I wish I, you know what I mean? Like that passed me yeah. by. I was like, I was just like, oh, all right. I guess I got a nice little complimentary back on my roster now, you know, that I paid a second for. That's good. Yeah. I didn't realize people were like, oh, this guy's the man. Well, that's that's the crazy thing about those specific situations, right? Is that people uh, people lock themselves in with a pl- with the idea of a player before they get to the NFL, and then if the player shows that value a little bit, like shows that or not value but talent, shows that talent a little bit, even if it's just a little bit, they're gonna say, "Okay, I was right. I'm gonna go and get them." Yeah, they double count it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I got you. Yeah, that's that's something I never do. If I miss on a player, I miss on a player. I missed. I'm yeah, not gonna, I'm not going to spend my I'm not going to spend my resources chasing it. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, uh, and and same with if I miss on a pick that I actually made, uh, you know, I'm not going to start doubling down on it. You know what I mean? Like I I missed on Trey Sermon a lot last year. I really thought he was a really good fit for the for the Niners evidently not because not even on the Niners anymore. Yeah. You picked a lot of Trey Sermon. I remember that. I, I did. A lot I everywhere. High, I was high on him. Yeah. Um, you know, I probably have five shares over 16 leagues. That's a lot. That's a ton. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I didn't go chasing after Elijah Mitchell once everybody realized he had the job, you know, I'm not going to spend re- more resources trying to lock that down. You know yeah, what I mean? And I- I think that's smart because a lot of people would go, okay, I have Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance will be the guy. Trey I'm going to go out there. Or, yeah, Trey Sermon, sorry. Gosh. Uh, all these <laughs> Niners. All these Trey's. Yep. All um, these Trey's. <laughs> Trey Sermon. <laughs> Trey Sermon. Uh, I think he'll be the guy. I'll go out there and buy, you know, Elijah Mitchell and – roll with him until Trey Sermon takes over and then he'll be worth a ton because he's young and blah, blah, blah. I think some people go with that and, you know, try to compete with Elijah Mitchell and then, you know, are so sold that Trey Sermon is going to be a thing. They, because they tell themselves that, um, not Trey Sermon specifically, but just, you know, that thought did enter my mind. I just, I just pushed it out. You know, I just told myself, no, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. A bust is a bust, you know, Especially in the second round, if your second round player doesn't hit, he doesn't hit. Yeah, I'm with you. Go out and get yeah. more second rounders. They're not that hard to get. The other thing that uh, that I see people do a lot too, kind of along the same lines, is they see a player. Um, like, let's say uh, the the example, the recent example that I like that I always kind of bring up is uh, Elijah Moore, right? Mm-hmm. So Elijah Moore was going for the. 203, 204, 205 range in rookie drafts, right? Right. At least when I was drafting. Right he next might have... to right next to Trey Sermon. Yeah, exactly. And Michael Carter. Um, so he was going somewhere in that range, depending on who you were drafting with. And then as the offseason goes along, he starts going up and up and up and up and up and up in ADP. And everybody falls in love with this guy. And People I'm talking to in 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 Dynasty Warzone and in, in the Patreon and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, I went out and spent a first on a first and a second on uh, Elijah Mid, uh, Elijah Moore. I spent a first and a third on Elijah Moore." And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this, guys? Like, look at it from. I know you like the player, right? You like the player. You want to share. Great. 
but you have to be willing to miss on the player. And what I mean by that is you say, okay, the player is number one playing for the Jets who have a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, and Robert Sala was a rookie head coach at that point in time. Um, new offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a bad team overall, right? So he's going to struggle early. Right. People didn't spend a crazy amount on him to get him in the rookie draft. It's not like he was the 101 or 103 or 104. So people's expectations for him as far as if he stop if he starts, you know, going down on a production uh from a production standpoint, they're going to be a little bit more uh you know, they're going to ding him a little bit more because he didn't have that draft capital initially. So just wait, wait until he inevitably struggles and then buy him. If he doesn't struggle and you're right and he does really well, which is a possibility, right? But it's just a rare possibility, especially for a player in that situation. But if he is the outlier and he does extremely well, go out and spend a little bit extra than that first and go try to get him then and across your leagues and you are going to get him somewhere, right? But it's more more likely that he's going to struggle. So why, why now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is, this is, this is the strategy that we're talking about. This is, this is the reason we're doing player values, right? This is why we're doing player values now and that we'll keep doing them through the season so that you guys don't make mistakes, you know, on players like that. So, yeah, that's, I mean, but that, that kind of falls also into preseason hype sort of, sort of category. I, I don't buy players on preseason hype. Yeah. You know, I, I almost did actually a little while ago um, and this past week, actually um, our old buddy, Mike Casper and I were working a deal. Um, he, he was a little salty that uh, he traded AJ Brown to me last year and wanted him back. So he offered me CD lamb, but this is after Dak went down, right? He offered me CD lamb straight up. Why the hell would I do that? Would you do that? <laughs> Um, CD Lamb straight up for AJ Brown at this point, and I'm keeping AJ Brown. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But so I said, yeah, I mean that's crazy because in the off season, I think um, probably 99.9 percent of people are snatching that up. Right, right. So, but after Dak goes down, I mean, obviously, it's different. So, uh, he also sorry. So I countered with, uh. CD Lamb and Ayuk, and he he rejected that. And then I sent another one, and I'm so glad he didn't take it. Um, it was CD Lamb and Pacheco for AJ Brown, and he goes, um, "Let me." Uh, he goes, "Let me think on it. Let me sleep on it, or whatever." And I pulled it. I realized that it was a stupid offer. And thank God he didn't accept it. But that would have been chasing preseason hype. And that's just kind of yeah, like, sure. you know, I mean. For sure. I, I, I just, if if it's, it's just, that's it's too much situation. Not enough talent for Pacheco. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, you want to go like 15 more minutes? Yeah, let's do 15 more minutes. We'll knock out a few uh, players a little bit more in a rapid pace. And, All right. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's do a little more rapid fire. Um do you have another player on deck or do you want me to throw one out? Go ahead and throw one out. I'll throw out the next one. All right. So Gabe, the Goliath. So uh, last time we saw him, 
he was putting up what five touchdowns in a playoff game, and then he comes <laughs> out week one and puts up eight, what 78, 80 yards and a touchdown. Looked really yeah. good. Uh, has he matured? You know, has he become the player we wanted him to be? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sold yet. Uh, okay. I mean, he, he's he's had the same little game that he's he's kind of. It's not a little game though. No, but he's had these he's had these games, right? Like this is not the first time we've seen this game in season. You know, like he's had the five receptions for 85 yards, the three receptions for 105 yards. You know, like he's he's had these like low target, low reception, high yardage games um before, you know, in season. We just need him to do that consistently, which is a really tough ask um for a player. I mean, when you're only getting five targets to do that consistently over the course of a season, that's that's tough. That's that's really tough. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I feel like it's a really a good sell high moment for Gabe Davis right now. Uh, if he backs it up on uh, in in week two, I feel like you, you're you're going out this week and uh, you know trying to get good value for him first. I mean, can you, going can into you the season, first? going into the season, you could not. Right. So that's yeah. I guess that's my question. Can you can you get a first for him? I I honestly don't know. I'm not gonna pretend to know the answer to that, but I yeah. I wouldn't if I had to put I mean if I had to guess, I would say no. Um, I wouldn't sell him for less than that. Would you sell him for two seconds? Because yeah. I would. Would you? Yeah, I would for sure. hundred percent. Especially if one of them was early. If I if if I projected mm-hmm. one of them to be early. I would, yeah. I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I would do it. That's yeah, just I me personally. So. If it was an early 23 second, that's that's tempting, I guess. Because I just I, class. I just know that with a guy like him, where his draft capital is not super high, where and, and that's I'm not saying anything about the player. I'm just talking about perception of the player, right? Like this is not um a hit at at Gabe Davis because I like Gabe Davis a lot. I'm just saying the perception of the player, right, which is where the value stems from. Uh, if he's not able to keep that consistent 17 yards per um, per target efficiency, which is crazy, 17.6 yards per target, um, per target, like that's crazy. Yeah, if yes. he can't keep that up, his value is going to drop again. Yeah. So I uh, – I'm I'm willing to take that right now, especially if I have multiple shares and just cut my losses with it. If he comes out, you know, this week and has a ton of targets, you know, and then maybe I'm saying, okay, like maybe I hold and see, but I not really. I I don't want to do that. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, I would I would sell him for two seconds. So you think this is his peak value? Because I know you're big on selling guys at peak value. So, no, I don't know that it's his peak value. My thing is where you have very high-risk players, right? You have to make the um, – the you have to take the risk into consideration and say, okay, maybe this is not his peak value. But if I have two or three shares of him and I get two seconds across the board and I paid a fourth for him in a rookie draft, right, then fine. 
You know, like I'm okay with that. If I miss out on a first round pick, but I got two seconds, I'm cool. Right. Because it could easily be a third next year. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was a third. Yeah. He was like a third, third rounder. Right. I got him um, everywhere. I think I got him in the fourth everywhere. Fourth every. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he was late. I got, I have tons of Gabe Davis. Um, I got him and I think I got him and Chark for a second and a third was the only time I traded for him in the off season. So that's kind of what I put his base value at. Um, yeah. I wish I could take the credit for Gabe Davis. I literally had like a 70% share of him uh, coming out of rookie drafts. Cause he was, yeah, basically going for nothing. Um, but that was all thanks to Daniel Jeremiah and the move the sticks podcast. They were raving wow. about him and nice. they made the point that he was the only guy in that offense with that size and with that speed, the size yeah. and speed combo and that sure. he was going to have a role because they're looking for a guy with that size speed combo. They hadn't been able to find one that they really liked and they brought him in because they really liked him. Um, and I thought that was a really compelling argument, even with the lack of draft capital that he had. So I thought he was, he was worth the risk, uh, with that, you know, very minimal risk of, of that fourth round pick. So got him everywhere. Right on. Uh, he was, uh, I think, I think that was the year I did a lot of my first startups. So um, I was just high on his skill set coming out. So I got a lot of him late in startups. So I just have a lot of, and then I got, I got him cheap in some trades too, like as throw-ins. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from you a couple times, actually. So it's probably because you had so much of them. Yeah, I had them legitimately everywhere. And, you know, I have that for for players that are worth anything. I have a 30 percent, um, uh, right. roughly 30 percent target share uh, kind of benchmark. So, yeah, that makes sense that I would trade a few of them. I think I personally want to hold for a really big splash game from him. And then. And then try to trade him. I really want to get a first for him. But what happens what happens if that splash game, right, comes after three weeks of three targets, 30 yards? Right. You're right. I mean, that's the risk, you know, and there's risk in holding any player. So just real quick. just a, a But his risk, our- his risk is immediate risk, right? Like sure. you can lose value on him tomorrow off of a bad game. Sure. But let's talk about. Like just a quick callback to Saquon. The immediate risk is that he gets hurt right now. He's a running back with an injury history, and his value just tanks. You never. Yeah, I. I think I think it's it's a little bit of a false equivalency in my in my opinion, just because of the production standpoint. I don't think you can compare the potential production of the two players. Well, no, and and the return either. But I mean, yeah, but if you're on a competing team, right? Like you're trying to win, you're trying to win games. So do I think that Gabe Davis is going to, I just don't think that Gabe Davis is going to win you game, like win you a ton of games this year. That's just the way I, I see him personally. I think Saquon has the potential okay. to win you a ton of games this year. Yeah. Well, agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, I, I see Gabe Davis as a, as a, like if I had, I would put him in my flex pretty much every week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I like have him um see I have him in in a number of places with uh cuz I have a ton of Christian Kirk from this offseason too and Christian Kirk is kind of like outpaced him on my flex spots for the majority of my leagues that I have both of them in. So it's I probably funny. will sell him in a couple of other places. It's funny to me 
that Christian Kirk changed teams and became the undisputed number one receiver on his team and then lost value, sort of. <laughs> like, people yeah. are down on him. He looks freaking great, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean... It's the appearance of failure, right? Like, they they say, <laughs> okay, he left Arizona, so he failed, so he just wasn't good. Well, and I think that people didn't think he was worth his contract, so that makes him not a good player. Yeah. I, that no. that whole thing is just odd to me. I scooped up a bunch of Christian Kirk, too. Yeah, he was super cheap. Yeah, Like, he's a brand, like Brandon Cook's cheap. I think he was cheaper than Brandon Cook's, to be honest with you. I got him um, in the same range, you know. I got him I got him as a throw-in in a couple of deals, and then, granted, they were, like, you know, high-value deals. And then I got him uh, straight up for, like, you know, late seconds, basically. I was getting him in seventh, seventh, eighth, ninth rounds of startups, you know, as like a wide receiver three and four. Yeah. Too cheap. Yeah, super cheap. Um. Okay, next player. Right. Next player. You got a quarterback you wanted to talk about that freaked out in week two. Oh, gosh. Who who, who are we talking about? <laughs> Tua, Tua, Tua Terrific. Oh, oh I thought we talked about Tua. We oh, have not. We, we have talked not. briefly about the the Dolphins, but we didn't talk about Tua. Gosh, yeah, I'm. I'm you can tell I'm exhausted. I <laughs> I swear I remember a full fledged conversation of Tua. Um, wow, really? But yeah, now now no, I'm no. remembering that I made all that up. So, um, Chad, yeah, Chad Chad's day today fell down a well. Eyes went crossed. Got kicked by a horse. Eyes went straight. Decided to do a podcast. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, Tua, Tua, Tango Vailoa, decided that he was an elite quarterback today. Yes, he did. <laughs> at least in the second, at least in the fourth quarter, anyway. Yeah. Jesus did his best uh, Matt Stafford impression from when he was with the you know early in his career with the Lions. I mean, Jesus. I, in fact, I don't think Stafford ever did that. Stafford used to like he was famous for the fourth quarter, like. I'm down 40 points and I'll come back halfway. Yeah. You know, I'll throw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, never had Waddle and Tyree kill. Whoever said that they weren't a good match for each other. <laughs> yeah. Like having two elite players on the same team is ever a bad thing. Yeah. I never. Well, never right. And, <laughs> oh, they're going to shut up. They're not going to steal anything from each other. They're, Every elite offense has two elite wide receivers. That's yeah. how it goes. That's how it is. Uh, um, Tyreek and, and and Waddle are wide receiver one and two on the week thus far. Oh yeah, they are. Hell yeah, they are. That is are. nuts. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that is nuts. Tua looked so good doing it too. Did you watch any of it? Yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched. Uh, like maybe ten minutes of it. You know, just, 10, I mean, 10 football minutes of it, not 10, you know, real minutes. Gotcha. But just running around like, uh, like really looked um, athletic speed, um, you know, could was was throwing well on the run, like turning his body when he rolled out to the right and um, accurately. I mean, he's just so accurate and that I think the left handed delivery really does mess with defenses. Um, obviously Tyreek Hill <laughs> destroying defenses helps Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Doing Tyreek Hill. Lord. 
He did the same shit he was doing in the playoffs last year. Yeah. God. I mean. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle had 19 targets. <laughs> uh, you know, 11 catches, right? Yeah. yeah. My, my wife was watching. Christy, my wife was watching with me because, you know, that was the Ravens game and we live in Baltimore. So she asked me to put on, put it on towards the end and, Turn it off red zone. So yeah, no problem. She goes, Oh, who's that little dude? He looks like that guy from the Chiefs. You know that little fast guy from the Chiefs that's awesome? I'm like, that's the little fast guy from the Chiefs. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, no way. <laughs> She's yeah. like, oh yeah, there's the peace sign. That guy's awesome. <laughs> he is. That he is. She's not a real Ravens fan, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, man, I don't even understand what happened. What, what was it? Five or six touchdowns? Uh, he threw six total. Six. Uh, he had one. I think he had, he just had the one to Waddle going into the fourth, I think. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, Waddle's touchdowns are elite. Waddle is elite. Waddle yeah, is. Yeah. It, both of his first, his, his first two touchdowns this season were, um, there were like seam routes where he got past two defenders. Like it's like you're not supposed to beat a double team in yeah. that situation and then take it to the house. Yep. I'm telling you, yep. like, Tua is way going to be way way better than people expected. Am I right? Yeah. And was, to think, I just traded him away. <laughs> that was still a good trade. Yeah, it's still a good trade. It's going to be a good trade, even if he becomes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Even it if he's an elite, elite quarterback, you got enough. You yeah, got I guess we should just say like I got him. I yeah, got him yeah. for uh, yeah, let's talk you about know, three, three firsts. Matt Ryan and who else? Oh, was I it? thought it was. I thought it was two firsts. No, it was three. Oof. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I got him to throw in Matt Ryan and somebody else ridiculous as well. Yeah. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna look them up because here. one of them, one of them was a. Let me pull it up real quick. I got it here. Um, you got all right. So you traded Tua, Shark, and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, oh, Tua's backup. Okay, for yeah, three firsts. You know, a twenty-four first and two twenty-five first, but they're still firsts. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy G, Matt Ryan, and Tyquan Thornton. How the <laughs> hell did you get those other three things? I just <laughs> just asked very nicely. <laughs> so i mean that's that's sick that's a, no i just i just told trade. him and it's it's one of those so i i will throw this in there because i know that some people uh you know have qualms with the you know evaluation of a immediate first to a very late first i think if you're in a safe league if you're in a if you're in a safe space so to speak uh where you know the league is going to be around who cares right which is the context with that league. absolutely so if it's just some random league you've joined and you're like the commissioner can shut this down at any point, that's when you're like, okay, these twenty three firsts that I just threw money in hand. Yeah, I've been throwing away my entry fee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so this is this is a safe league, um, and yeah, I'm a rebuilding team and was like first or first for me at this point. So give me give me all the firsts, uh, and that makes twelve firsts. That I have over the next three years, so um, should be fun. So, early in the 
early in the the off season before the NFL draft, I got um, I got Tua for the one hundred and three because um, I wasn't big on the one hundred and three this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, probably I should have because Garrett Wilson looks amazing. But uh, I did take Garrett Wilson, but I had a lot of one hundred and threes, so I took Garrett, Garrett Wilson a good amount. But I also traded a couple times, and one of them I got Tua. And man, at the time I felt like it was a win, and now, man, I feel like that's through the roof. So, I guess my question regarding Tua is: Are you keeping him as a cornerstone player, or are you getting what you can for him? It it depends. It depends. I um I have him in um actually that uh um fantasy darlings league that we're in um together. I have him in that league, and I, I don't think I would trade him for what I think he would bring. I mean, obviously the three firsts is is a bit real. I mean, unrealistic. Like I, I that, mean, that I, trade yeah, just happened I because think, I don't think he's even worth that now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I, I don't think you can get that now. If somebody offered me that now, I would take it again. But I yeah. just think that guy was drinking yeah. or really like Tua <laughs> or something. I don't know. Really, anyways, like Tua. I really like Tua too, but I'm not, you know. I don't yeah. make trades like that. But yeah, so even even in a rebuild, I think I'm holding just because yeah, I mean, you're seeing you're seeing it. So you might as well hold for a little bit longer. Even if he doesn't perform well down the stretch, I think there's still time to move him um for excuse me, for a different uh for for a, a decent return. So I'm not as scared of Tua um, All he has as to I do. maybe would have been if this game didn't happen. And I know that sounds reactionary, but really it's, you just want to see it at least once and say, okay, this offense can be special with yeah. him in it. It really, I mean, obviously. Yeah. What man, it's going to be amazing next year when they get a running back too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Be- because there's a lot of, there are a lot of really damn good running backs elite there there's some elite running backs coming out next year and even if they don't get one if they don't spend a high pick on one what's going to happen is these elite running backs that come out are going to kind of displace some veterans some really good veterans are going to end up either not being re-signed because the team has a plan to draft a guy mm-hmm. or um getting cut you know when they still have something left in the tank and i i see Miami um they seem to be sort of like Niners mold opportunistic with their running back. So they probably, you know, I I wouldn't expect them to go out and get B John, you know, uh, or uh, we'll see. Jameer Gibbs would be really good in this offense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you imagine Jameer Gibbs with his receiving ability in this offense would be just amazing. Yeah. But, like like I said, even even if not, just just there are going to be displaced veterans, and I just I, I see Miami picking up a, a real running back next year. And damn, this offense is going to be good. yeah. So, so as far a, that I mean, just I'm I'm just saying that that's a reason to to believe in Tua. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I agree. I agree. Um, as far as as far as Tua's outlook goes for the season, what what are you what would you be happy with? I guess I'll I'll phrase it that way. Like what for season-ending numbers? Or... Yeah, not numbers, but finish. Let's I mean, I just talk see, about it from. A I want to see four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. You know, thirty-five. <laughs> you know, but um, you know, I had to uh, 
as put, my put QB. A, put a number on it, like QB, yeah, QB 10, QB I had him as my 15. QB 13, 14 coming into the season. And right now, you know, he's moving up. I probably, I don't know. I he, He's probably moving above David Carr for me right now. Uh, yeah, he's way above David Carr for me. You know, he's. I, I don't I, think David, David Carr at this point is not worth anything. Not worth anything? He had a yeah. good day. Where at NFL Network? <laughs> Did he, he throw for two fifty and two touchdowns? Didn't he? In his backyard? <laughs> oh, you're talking about Derek Carr. Oh, <laughs> did I say David Carr? Yeah, you said David Carr. I'm just messing with you. But yeah, you definitely said like, David Carr like I was twice. Like, Dude, I thought you were on board with the Derek Carr. Come on, man. <laughs> you had a decent day. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm like yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely have two above David Carr at the moment for sure. I'm 100 percent on board with that. I'm saying I think I think I am above Derek Carr, and there's this is really hard for me to say, really hard for me to say, but might have him above Russ. Yeah, I think for me, Russ and I'm, I'm not like saying shit. you're wrong. I'm why not does, saying you're why wrong. Why is Russ playing so bad? By the way, yeah. So I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. Like it's we've obviously, you know, we've only seen two weeks, so I tend not to let myself right. swing too drastically in the other direction. Right. Great. At players this point. Gonna... Yeah. yeah. At this point, I would be super ecstatic with Tua finishing as any kind of QB one this season. Like I would be happy with that. Um, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Because that's if, above what I projected him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. If he can if he can get there now, like I'm I'm very, very happy with that. Carr, for me, if he's not above like that QB seven range, like that that's a letdown in my opinion. Really? I think he has to be there. Yeah, with, oh, I with didn't, uh I didn't have him that high. No, I that's not that's not where like I, I hold him as a value from a value standpoint. I'm talking no, about purely production. From a points from a production, yeah. yeah. I didn't I think he has he has to be there because what do you mean by that? His value increase after, especially after the offensive additions, led led me to believe that people thought he was going to be a more productive quarterback than your Kirk Cousins, than your Tannehills, and those guys are routinely finishing in your QB seven, QB eight, QB nine, QB ten range. But he never really got that value bump. He like did get practice, the value bump. He, well, he for sure got the value bump. In practicality, like what I'm saying is, did you have you did you trade him for that? Yes, like for, he got the value. Oh, for sure, he got the value bump. What, oh, okay, what there was a point in the offseason where I was trying to acquire uh, Derek Carr and I couldn't get him. That's why I remembered specifically. I got um, him for and, a first, and a, a late first, and a late second. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're. I don't think. I mean, obviously, you know, the offseason comes in waves, right? Like. At, di- at different points, players are worth different things. and Yeah, I mean, that was during the draft, so picks are worth a lot. At that yeah, point. but after after the, off se- or after the off-season additions, after the dust was settled and people started getting excited about that offense, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, at least in my leagues, it was tough to get them. Yeah, it was tough to I get haven't them. been able to trade them. I guess I'll put it that way. Like, I, I haven't really even entered into, like, serious discussions of trading him. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to. Nobody. Nobody's wanted to give me even like high QB two value for him. 
Wow. Which is weird because I thought he was a QB value like before he got Devontae Adams. Yeah. So if you, you can, know? but even if you can, like, let's say that his going price was a um, mid first and a early second projection, right? Which I think for me, I mean, for me in my leagues, like that's about what what, what people were asking for okay. um, at, at his height this offseason. You compare that to a guy like Kirk Cousins, who at some point this offseason was going for mid-second, right? Derek Carr has to finish a better quarterback. Like your 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 value is telling me you have to finish a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Like that's where you should be projected. If the not, then then the value doesn't make any sense. The only difference between Carr and Cousins is I think there's a I think there's a perception. Well, Cousins is older. And I think there's a perception that he may not be their quarterback for much longer. How old do you think Derek Carr is? 33. Derek Carr's 31. Cousins is 34. They're only three years apart. For okay, that's, that's a big not three that years, much. Though. That's uh, a big I don't think, three years. I mean, if you're talking about a mid-second to a, to a, a first and early, I don't think yeah. – I just don't think the discrepancy – I don't think that – Agreed. Agreed. It's not the age alone. It's I think it's the perception of the cousins' contract and that they may move on. You know. Yeah. But, I mean. But then you know that that also could be short sighted because Kirk Kirk Cousins is just obviously a starting NFL quarterback. So yeah, he's going to get a job. A really yeah. good chance he gets a job. And it's probably going to be for a good team because like only what the hell would Seattle go out there and get Kirk Cousins? Seattle would love to have Kirk Cousins. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, Kirk Cousins is routinely finishing as as a QB one. So yeah. for me, if Carr is not finishing as a QB one, which Carr is not routinely done, right? Like Carr no. has to get that bump. So if he doesn't, for me, like I think that's criminal for what his value is. I mean, he's been what let me just read off the last five years. It's been 2017, 14, 13, or 19, 20, 17, 14, 13. This is wow. QB finishes. Okay. Yeah, last last couple of years have been better. Yeah, so, he definitely he definitely struggled early in his career. Last couple of years have been a, better. Uh, he got he got Waller. His um, best season was in 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 2016. As it? as far as finishes as far as finishes are concerned. Not talking oh, about okay. from a points perspective. Well, which, I heard 14, actually no, from a points perspective, it was his best season as well. Fourteen and thirteen were his last two though. Right. So did he finish as a QB one at one point? Uh yeah, twelve. Oh, okay. Okay. I missed the twelve. Yeah. Gotcha. So in uh in twenty sixteen he finished QB twelve. Yeah. Um, I mean Yeah, I, I agree with you. So what you're saying is if if with this this added talent he and you know he doesn't pers- make that jump, you've lost all of your value. Yeah. You've right. lost everything. Because yeah. if he doesn't yeah, do it now, right. he's never gonna do it. Yeah, and people right. are gonna you're catch on to that. By the way, did you did you think of Rashad Bateman as a fast player? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was reasonably fast. I didn't think he was. I didn't realize. I, I thought he was more of a of a big like a contested catch guy. Uh, I mean, he's that too. But I think that was kind of what people fell in love with is that he could be a very, you know, complete wide receiver. He broke um, twenty two miles an hour on that touchdown today. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm saying today, I'm so sorry, guys. Listen on a podcast. In week two, Rashad Bateman had a long touchdown. 
and I saw the next gen stats and he broke 22 miles an hour and that's elite. So it is elite. Um, that's, that's Daniel Jones elite. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not Tyree kill elite. <laughs> no, that always blows my mind. Daniel Jones ran about that speed. Did he? On his, yeah. On his, uh, that run where he fell down. Oh, <laughs> against the Eagles. Yeah. Was that, that one was against like, the Eagles, right? <laughs> I think that was like the fastest quarterback run for the season. Yeah. Like from yeah. last pro or something. Right. That was that one. Um, was that the one where it was just like that? It was like a quick boot and then off tackle and just gone. Yeah. I couldn't remember how the play developed, actually. I just, I think because the, the fall stands out so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the shitty thing that happened. To I'm it. trying to see if I could look it up what it was. It was a, it was 21.1. I know. All right, so what do we like? All right, so if you're holding Tua, what do you expect to get ultimately? Or like, so you're not holding him as a cornerstone player, or no? I, I am, him? I am, and, and okay, so you're holding him to find out. Yeah, I'm holding him for at least a little bit longer to find out because I, I like the player as a prospect. I really did coming out. I really, really liked him, and I think he has all the same traits he, he's always had. I, I don't know why people hate him so much. Oh, um, Chad, Chad. What? Um, did, do you have a recording of me or something? Because I, I feel like I've said that 15,000 times over the last well, two seasons. The difference, right, is that he just didn't have the pieces around him. And I exactly. think for his kind of player, he needs the pieces around and him. And he didn't have the he didn't have the coach that runs a system that's perfect for him. Yeah, I just never I never saw him ha- as like the like I, I thought the whole like tank for Tua thing was kind of silly. Um, I was stupid too. And and I never I just I never saw him as that elite 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 player, um, like the Andrew Luck or, or kind of guy like that. Right. I just saw no, him as a guy that can Andrew Luck level prospect though. Yeah, I just thought he could be in that second tier of quarterback. When he was coming but, out, I thought he could be in that second tier quarterback and give you longevity as and decent production for a long but, time. Well, I think what he's shown, uh, like what I think people, what what happened is people started thinking he was a Mariota type prospect, right? And I think he's showing now, obviously showing now that Mariota's never done this in his life and never will. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can put, well, <laughs> Mariota might be pretty good with. With Tyreek and, and Waddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think almost anybody would be pretty good with Tyreek and Waddle. I'd probably be pretty good with Tyreek and Waddle. But, you know, we could we could we could cook up some end arounds or something. Yeah, you know, we run some jet sweeps. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, like nothing over five yards, guys. And you know, my back's not feeling great today. So real quick, all right. So yeah, and and I love to uh, and ex- like. The line that you just said is just crazy to me because you've been talking to me for what we've been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah. And I've been saying that exact thing for a year and a half. Well, that might be where it comes from. You know, sometimes subconsciously <laughs> we just repeat stuff that we've, we've heard uh, but, or we but just start no, believing I stuff think that we've you heard got that from, from watching him. And, and what I've been saying is he is still the exact same player that they drafted third overall. Yeah, and for he's sure. still the exact same player that people were saying it were was elite coming out. He's shook. He, he shook the injury. 
I mean, he looks great. He looks I guess I just never thought out. he was elite. I don't. I don't ever thought he. I never thought he was an elite player. Or I, he, that wasn't my expectation. I for didn't him. think he was elite either, and it wasn't my expectation either. I wanted him to be like a a really good RB or a QB two in a super flex. And yeah, I mean, I thought he could be he, a QB one. His value was way lower than that, and that's why I loved him so much. Yeah, and now that he's showing, like, he just got such an upgrade in coaching and 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 weapons and they just fit him so well you know and people don't think the weapons fit him well yeah i think they do <laughs> yeah i mean i think he i think if he has a Kirk cousins kind of career where he's just constantly finishing in that qb9 to qb11 range like i'm happy with that for two like oh uh, yeah two. i'm happy with that for two so that's that's kind of what i'm what i'm expecting out of him and if i can get that then you know because that's, I that mean, would be fantastic but, but i think the I mean, ceiling is higher in this offense in this specific offense i mean i don't i don't think anybody saw this coming right so and i'm not talking about this like the production this week i'm talking about this as as, as far as the situation in which he finds himself with two elite wide receivers right. and an offense that's catered for him i don't think people were really necessarily seeing that coming especially with the dolphins so now that he's here that's the dilemma where you say, okay, now it's tougher to trade him because we've seen him have a very, very, very special half of football um, right. where even if he can bottle half of that, right? <laughs> like he's going to have an outstanding season. All he has to do is back this up for two weeks with like 280 and two. You know, he doesn't have to have crazy games for the next couple of weeks. All he has to do is back this up with good, competent, QB one numbers, you know, back end QB numbers, and he'll have elite value yeah. because that's that will be the confirmation that people need. Yep. Joe Fry wants to know if we talked about uh, Amon Ra. No, we haven't. And um, I will just, I would just acquiesce at this point and say I was wrong. All right, me you too. Know, I, me too. <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly thought that he was sort of uh, a scheme open guy. Um, and and just sort of uh, you know complimentary piece. I, I, I this guy's freaking killing people. No, you know, so I, like I I thought he was a talented player. Like I mean yeah, I think it's easy to see he's a talented player. What but, I but my compl- problem like I saw him as sort of Curtis Samuel is sort no, of no I I, I thought he I thought he was really like I think Curtis Samuel's a good player, but I think yeah he showed he could be really 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 good. Amon Ra. But I think he was that the, good. the problem that I had was that I did not think he was going to get the opportunity. Like I thought that they were going to, they were going to bring in more players. This is obviously, I didn't have many shares with him uh, of him to begin with, but early on in the off season, I did trade away what shares I had because I thought they were going to bring in players in the draft in free agency. Um, and with his draft capital and with him just having that, sl- that slight, uh, sliver of production you know a la darius slayton um kind right, of right. you know minimal uh little stretch of production right yeah that, that, they, that, that they weren't going to give him a true me. shot you know yes. and sometimes it happens for players right like sometimes players just don't get the shot they deserve and i thought that was a very reasonable um scenario to happen and obviously they good. yeah i mean I, they're giving I, I, him the I, shot he has made a huge leap from his college tape because I did watch like some college tape on him and he couldn't run a route. Like he couldn't get open. He was a gadget. 
not a gadgety, but like he wasn't creating space on his own. I'll put it that way. And he can do whatever he wants on the football field right now. Like this guy is starting to look really elite to me. Yeah. He had a, he had a 60 yard run today. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks good. He looks yeah. really, really good. Yeah. If really they start good. deciding to use him like that, <clears throat> it, it, I mean, it totally, it totally changes things for him. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm sad. I don't have a single share. I think yeah, I had one. No, you do have I? one. Yeah, you do. I traded Where it do? to you. You bastard. Uh, right at the I usually start. have at least one share of, of, of a player that I think could like could gain value, so that makes sense, but I don't remember where that I, is. I mean I got him I got him in a fourteen team league with, with he fell to like the, the early third round. Right. So I was really like happy with that. But mm-hmm. then I got down on him, and then when he got the um, hard knocks bump this year, yeah, you know, sh- showing him working out with his um, former Mister Universe father, and you know all that stuff with showing they, like they had ten minutes of film with him with his shirt off, catching passes, <laughs> catching <laughs> jugs or whatever it was. Yeah, so like immediately, and I had had a couple drinks that night too. Immediately decided, <laughs> all right, I'm trading this guy. This is a rebuild that I have him on. Uh, I'm just going to get him. I'm going to just, I'm going to get somebody on him. But before I did that, I decided, well, Chad's in that league with me. So I'm going to offer him to Chad at a fair price. And if Chad takes him, then I won't gouge someone else. That's right. It's a, that's right. Okay. It's that Ming Dynasty League. Okay. Yes. Yep. I remember. I do have Omner on that league. Okay. Yeah. I have one share. Yeah. And that's a, um, that's an industry league, by the way. So yes, um, yes. Shane, Shane Manila, Katie Flowers are in that league. So that's a, it's a very competitive fourteen league team league with some interesting rules and uh, you know, I'm in a full you know, rebuild. You know what but, sucks? Uh, yeah. What sucks is if I don't remember having him, I probably didn't start him. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm trying to look now. NFL um, teams. It's an MFL league. And oh, I did start MFL him. I did start him. Nice. I did start him. Okay. That's really because I was that like, why don't I remember heart. having him? <laughs> that would have broke my heart. So I didn't exactly give him to you. You know, I got him for Alec Pierce in a second. Yeah. Which I think is uh, probably a little. It's, although it's it was bullshit little, right now. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> bullshit know, right now. But at, at the time, at the time, at you know. The time, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Two yeah. seconds or something, you know. Yeah. But now he's balling. And, yeah, you know he's worth, you know he's he's worth at least a first right now. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely destroying the guy I'm playing. So let's talk about that offense a little bit because, <laughs> you know, everybody said Detroit's building a good offense and they're going to be really good at some point. They're fucking elite right now. DeAndre Swift is a man amongst boys. Jamal Williams is the leader of that offense. Goff is not making stupid mistakes. They have Amon Ra just destroying people. Can can I throw out a hot take real quick? You know I'm not yeah. the hot take guy. Like I'm ne- well, almost. Can I finish my thought real quick? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. And and it all starts with their line. Yeah, their offensive yeah, line sure. is really good. For sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Um, no, I cut you off. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, so no 
All right. You know I never do this hot take thing. But uh-huh. I honestly believe this could be a thing. If and when Jameson Williams comes back strong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even better, with Jared Goff as their quarterback, <laughs> even with Jared Goff as their quarterback, uh-huh. I think this is like, from a talent perspective, one of the best offenses in the NFL. Wow. Because I, I just think that highly of Jameson Williams. Like, I, you know how high I was on Waddle coming out, and I think he's better than Waddle, to be honest. I think he's better than Waddle, too. And I, <laughs> boy, do I love Waddle. And uh, granted, I'm talking about better in college. Like, I mean, I, I'm not comparing Waddle shares, but he was, yeah. Tough to get. I'm not comparing Waddle, uh, NFL Waddle, right? Because obviously Waddle has shown that he's, he's an elite player, but, yeah, uh, is. But as far as what they were as prospects, I think Jameson Williams is a better prospect, and I think Jameson Williams has the potential to be one of the best players in the NFL uh, from a talent perspective. So I'm I'm Agreed. super 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 excited about that offense, and Agreed. it so, should, it, it might be crazy. It might be crazy were, if Amon Rock can keep it up. If you remember last off season when when uh, we ju- first started doing this War Games pod, uh, one of my first takes was. NFL teams would be absolutely crazy to take Jamison Williams in the first round after that injury. There's no way they would do that. I know. I argued with you about it all yeah, off season. Yeah. Well, not all off season because well, yeah. Around. Okay. Yeah. The beginning, the beginning of the off season in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Uh, my take was, and my thought was not my take, but my, my honest opinion was that GMs wouldn't risk their jobs by taking an injured player in the first round. Yeah. Right. And then I started watching tape on this guy, and I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't give a flying fuck. We're, we're explicit now, by the way. So I can say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like, if this guy's hurt, guys come back. Everybody comes back from ACLs now. I don't care. Yeah. He'll be fine. Guys come back stronger from ACLs now. And this dude is he was absolutely the best wide receiver coming out. Like I can go, I can talk all day. I think he's the best wide receiver since Jamar Chase to come out um, in the NFL draft. You mean since last year? Was Jamar Chase? Uh, yes. This oh is gosh. the second year. <laughs> all the years blend together. But anyways, before that, <laughs> like I like him better than I liked him better than CeeDee Lamb um, coming out. Yes. I, I liked like him better, better than. than I'm trying to think of some of the other guys that were coming out. CD um, Lamb always well, there's concerns, but anyway, go on. I liked him better than Jerry Judy, and I thought Jerry Judy was fucking special. Mm, uh, I think I. I, I still I think probably, I, I. I really like Jerry Judy still, but um, yeah. you know, you know who yeah. I liked better than any of those guys. Who's that? I was so wrong about. You know, he plays for oh. the Vikings now. Rager. Yeah. Rager. I liked I loved Rager. I thought he was the elite like um speed option that we needed on the outside and mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to me though that um so like you know the Eagles two big misses at wide receiver were J Jaw. Um do you know who J Jaw is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So uh, JJ Arcega White Whiteside Arcega Whiteside and Rager were our two big misses, and the guys that 
you know, everyone said we should have taken instead of them were, you know, Jefferson and DK. And now J-Jaw is DK's teammate on Seattle and Rager's Jefferson's teammate on on Minnesota. Well, they're barely barely teammates because... Well, J-Jaw's of the practice and Rager's just a returner. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, <laughs> you wouldn't be surprised if a news article came out tomorrow saying one of them or both of them had been cut. So oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're barely teammates. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. If you're on your second team on your first contract, you're in trouble as yeah. a first round or a second round pick. Uh, are there any other players you want to mention before we hop off here? No, we went way long. So, I think... Um, I think we, I think we nailed it. I think we talked about a lot of stuff. I think we talked about a lot of players. I think we gave you guys some ideas of like what to do, what not to do. Um, in, in most cases right now it's, it's, it's hold, you know, um, wait for these guys to build even more value. Um, but I I do think it's clear that we're going to sell Gabe Davis right now. Right. I'm on board with that. Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna sell the rest of my share, or I'm gonna attempt to sell. Not, and I'm not saying like I'm gonna go out there and sell for anything I can get. I'm gonna try to sell for two seconds and and you know try to get an early projected second and maybe a mid, you know, to late twenty three, twenty four second to accompany that and call it a day. That's what I'm gonna try to do. Yeah, I I think I am gonna wait and try to get a first for Gabe Davis. Like, I think I'm gonna just start trying to get a first for Gabe Davis. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna try that first. But I'm gonna try like a 24 (laughs) first. You're not getting a 23 first, guys out there listening to us. Just understand the 23 firsts are overvalued right now, and it's real tough to get them. Um, So I'm not even gonna try. You know, I'm gonna try for a 24. And I'd settle for a 25. What's crazy is uh, maybe I should leave this. Well, I'll just mention it, but maybe we'll talk about it next pod. But uh, a little bit more in depth. But, you know, I've been on the boat of, you know, these 23 first prices are absolutely ridiculous. Man, watching some of these players, they might not be. (laughs) (laughs) They might not be that ridiculous, man. Like these running backs look really good. It is a hell of a really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, would you say this was a was a hard thing, Chad? Um, hard. I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna answer it for you. That's what she said. Anything else from you, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> nope. I think that's a good place to end it. All right. Tune into Dynasty War Games. We are either going to be on Fridays or Sunday nights live, but we will always be on Mondays as a podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts. We're in the Dynasty Warzone Network. Uh, I think it's really important to subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone Network because you get our podcast, you get the main podcast with Memphis and Jerry where they you know, give you strategy and tell you how to build your team. And then you also get the Daily Destroyer for uh, uh, Daily daily Fantasy. You get Kyle August doing the, the SmackDown, which is hands down my favorite uh, redraft uh, 
podcast. That might be and one then, of my favorite football podcasts, to be honest with you. I think I, it's my favorite really redraft podcast by a lot. I mean, yeah. Kyle, Kyle kind of just doesn't mess around. He gives you his opinions, which are always really sharp, and he's really smooth and concise and to the point. Um, basically the opposite of what we do. Although, you know, I sent him a DM <laughs> earlier today um, about a trade in uh, that RSL league we're in that I commission. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't gotten back to me yet, and he's always doing that to me. So you know what? His show sucks. Let's still check it out, though. It's- <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. I dude, love it. No, no, seriously, it's listen, listen to the SmackDown. Yeah, that, that that's is a great an show. amazing show. And, uh, like, <laughs> the Dynasty War Zone is just getting better every day. So, you know, listen to us. Uh, I mean, subscribe to the network for us. But then you get all the bonus content. Yeah. Leave a review if you like the show. Um, even if you don't like the show, leave a review. Yeah, leave but, a review. Leave a review. Tell us players that you want to hear, by the way, because that's what we're going to be doing all season is is dynasty focus, right? Like, what are you know, what are you doing with these players? Yes. And um, we're we're always amending the show uh, based on feedback we get and trying to take people's opinion into consideration because it's a product that you guys are listening to it's for you guys so uh leave a review and and tell us what we're doing well and what we're not doing well if you think we're not doing some things well and we will either address them or um not chad you know i really messed up tonight and here's the last thing what are you drinking oh i'm drinking um coke and black label Coke and Black Label. What? Yeah. Uh, was uh, Johnny, Johnny Walker Scotch? Johnny Walker Black Label. Yeah. What is that? The is that the twelve year? Um. 12-year no. Age? It. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a. It's just a twelve year. Yeah. It's their cheap. You know. You know. It's like. A, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheap Johnny Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is their cheap. It is their cheap stuff. Yeah, but it's so, not, uh, it's not cheap Scotch, is what I'm, I'm, I'm throwing out there. No, it's all right, but it's not a single mall either. You know, it's one of those things. Right on. So it's Johnny just Walker's, a fun drink. No, Johnny Walker Black's a good. I mean, it's not the blue, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> blue's overrated. Green. Green was where it's at. Oh, yeah. I don't have that kind of scratch. All right. I am doing Tito's and soda. Um, my wife is, uh, you know, she hates chemicals. So we do essential oils in this house and uh, we, we diffuse them. To make our house smell beautiful, but I also throw them in my seltzer, little lime, little uh, lemon, little grapefruit, and I have a citrus blend. So it's you a healthy. A, you put essential oil in though. your water? Is that in my soda water? Yeah. You make yeah, sure it's, it's edible. You didn't know that they were edible. Well, they make they make different kinds. Make sure it's not the oh, yeah, no, aromatherapy no, no, no. kind. Yeah, no, no, no the what <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> I think it's healthy living or whatever it is. She's she, it's it's a cult, the cult that she belongs to of essential. Oh oil. yeah, yeah, the yeah, the essential oil cult. I know some people in that. Yep. Yes, yeah, she, yes, she belong. She got she got out of it, and she doesn't actually sell it anymore. But she does still buy them. Does she so. still do like the ritualistic sacrifices of the sheep or no? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. She told me she drove her kid to, to uh, Tennessee for college. Uh, you know, he's a Vol. But, uh, yeah, you know, she picked, I up, had, a sheep. I she picked up a sheep along the way for sure. Well, I personally haven't heard from him since then. Oh, okay. And I, and I asked her for his college email so that I could sign up for the NFL um, 
NFL package, you know, and and get the college discount. And I, I think he, I think he's all right. I don't think, uh, I don't think the essential oil cult is as crazy as the, uh, um, the makeup cult. Sacrifice your 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 second born son. No, no, the makeup cult. They're crazy. The uh, uh, and the <laughs> and the right and the the cleanse the cleansing drink cult. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, they're pretty crazy too. We My Facebook is the... filled with those. <laughs> we don't go into those kind of shenanigans. <laughs> right on. I apologize. Right. I apologize for anybody that does that. I don't. But, no judgment for me. So send send us uh, tweets or DMs at Dynasty War Games for all the players that you want to hear. And uh, really, as always. Uh, for Chad Mendoza, I'm Jesse Schneeman, and we are good fantasy players giving good advice. Mm, okay. <laughs> I can you live with that. To, you were supposed to shut up. That's our new ending. Oh. <laughs> when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak